wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Leah Follett. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. Join us as we share our family's journeys to good health. You'll find plenty of inspiration, tips and recipe ideas as well as stories from everyday people who've struggled and overcome health problems and diet challenges in their own families. I'm Jo Witten, author of the blog and book Quirky Cooking and I'm here with my crazy friend. Haha, ha, you thought I'd say super fantastical, didn't you? Well, actually, I forgot to delete that out and change that. I did have intentions of changing it each time I wrote it up. Um, and I completely forgot. And as I was, what, I was, my eyes were tracking your words as you were reading, and I went, oh, I didn't get to change it. It's too late. She's, a, she's wacky as this girl. This is Leah Follett. <laughs> so she's also my health coach and um, co-host. And we also have with us today, Sarah, another friend of mine. Say hi, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> and Sarah's joining us and we're going to talk about co-ops. Yes, we are. Yes. Mm. Sarah. We probably talk about how Sarah got roped into doing this. Yes. Um, she came to help me with some cooking and we said, okay, we're going to talk about co-ops today. And since Sarah is moving way out west to Jericho, Jericho, if anyone even knows where that is, because I don't. Did you say it's west of Longreach? Yeah, like southwest. Southwest of Longreach. Okay, so Sarah's moving way out there onto a station and she's got to start buying in bulk because there won't be shops out there for her health food products. So um, we were having a chat about cops and I said, well, we're doing a podcast about cops today. So you come and ask your questions and they're probably the same sort of questions that a lot of people have anyway. And we'll fill, fill in all the in-between bits and try to answer the questions that we've had on our Facebook. Sorry. Did you press record? Yes, I accidentally just pressed it again. It's all right. We'll just have to. Um... Oh, we, we never cut anything out anyway. It's all good. <laughs> so, yes, Sarah, you can see how professional we are. Yes. <laughs> and poor Sarah, she was in the kitchen organizing cutting up lunch for, for Joe's thriving family. And she only got two minutes notice. So she hasn't prepared anything no. at all. Um, and she's just going to fly by the seat of her pants and she's going to do swimmingly, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> We're just going to talk about co-ops. So Sarah can ask her questions and we'll chuck in our bits too. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to start. So, Joe, yes. because you are the seasoned veteran when it comes to co-ops, <laughs> what is a co-op? Okay. Um, well, I have a really good definition of a co-op which I have written on my bulk foods page, but I read it somewhere and it said, a co-op is a group of people who voluntarily work together to provide quality goods and services at the lowest possible cost to the group rather than buying goods and services from businesses whose aim is obviously to sell at the highest possible price that the consumer is willing to pay. And I've got nothing against businesses making a profit. Obviously, they wouldn't be a business if they didn't make a profit. Um, but I also love having the option of buying in bulk because you can reduce the costs of all these ingredients that we are constantly having to stock up on. Mm. Um, and, and they are expensive. When you're trying to eat well, they do get expensive. They do. And it's really good to have that option of buying in great big bulk amounts. If I had to buy everything from the grocery store in little packets, I couldn't afford to eat the way I do. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So... For me, bulk buying and co-ops has been a big, big lifesaver. When I first started buying in bulk through co-ops about 
goodness me, it must be at least 12 years ago. And um, I was, I, we were only on one income and it wasn't a big income. Um, my husband is a wardsman at the hospital and we just had a small income and we had three kids and one on the way and I was cooking everything from scratch and trying to save money every way I could. And when I got told about a local co-op and asked if I wanted to join in, I was just like, oh, that would be so awesome. And I, I got the first order form and went totally crazy and ordered so much stuff. Um, <laughs> it was like Christmas when it arrived. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Oh, but I, what I had to do, and we'll talk about this more as we go along, but what I had to do was learn to be a lot more careful with what I ordered so that I didn't over-order um, because things go bad. Mm-hmm. If you yeah, I've had that problem. I'm looking forward to some of those tips because I'm still making those mistakes. Okay, well, that's what happened with my first order. A lot of it went bad. So I ordered it way too much and I didn't store it properly. And um, I also had to learn to put aside money every week in a bank account so that when the bulk order time came, I had the money for it. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> I still don't do that. I um, <laughs> What's saying you you borrow from Peter to pay Paul that's what my accounts are like I'm just I'll pinch some from there and I'll I'll borrow from the children then I'll put that back in the children's (laughs) account so you know like I've got this little cycle because I'm not so good with the it's not the budgeting it's the timetabling it comes around on the calendar too quickly and I've paid all my other bills well actually maybe it is a budgeting problem I, I, I'll admit it, hands up, I didn't pay attention during business principles in grade 8 and 9 at high school. Um, so the issues that I've had with my particular, the reason why I started doing the co-op thing was obviously to save some money, um, but also it was the convenience. Yeah. Going to the store for the amount of nuts and seeds and dry goods that we were going through, it was, it was too much, it was too often, too regular. And when you've got two children that aren't at their best and that have anxiety issues, you don't really want to put them in the car and don't really want to take them with you all the time. So for me, it was uh, one of those emotionally saving strategies, yes. which I really still appreciate to this day. But I suppose my biggest problem was that when we started on this and when we went GAPS, we did the GAPS diet thing and we got back into the full GAPS diet um, after, you know, like probably 12 months we were on the full GAPS and then we started bringing in the nut milks and the flours and the butters and then we're making the balls and all that other stuff. So then we fell into the trap of all that baking and my co-op order was huge. So instead of relying on fresh fruit and vegetables, I actually ended up switching to like all the nuts and seeds and and that sort of thing and creating another problem and sort of damaging the kid's gut lining, causing inflammation again because I that was easy and I knew the kids were going to eat it and I could order it and have it delivered. So it was one of those, it became a bit of a a crutch and then we started burning through those things like quite quickly as a resource. Um, But, yeah, it's never a good thing when you're choosing nuts and seeds and baked goods over fresh fruit and vegetables and that was a lesson that I had to learn. Yes, so it's very you easy when you've, got, when you've got it there in bulk to overdo it. So it is a matter of really thinking through what you're mm. actually doing. Yeah. But it is good that in the sense that, uh, so actually I wrote down a few things that I have bought that have saved me money and this is how it sort of worked out. Yep. But, okay, so we'll start with um, dried the coconut shred. So I bought 10 kilos of coconut shred and it cost me $63. Okay. So it's just, you know, the the bigger pieces of, instead of the desiccated, it's yep. the more fibery 
um, pieces. So that cost me $63. Okay. Now, to make coconut cream, we use 300 grams because I use your recipe. Okay. Uh, use 300 grams. So what does that work out sort of yeah. a gram? It's, it's kind of like 300 grams is like $2.25. Yeah, um, and that it makes, makes between, that's like making two tins. That's like making two tins. And then, so because I'm lazy, and so I bought my coconut shred, but so I also, lazy. on my last bulk order, I also bought coconut cream because it's, you know, if you're stressed and if you haven't got any yeah. stuff made, yeah. you can always grab a tin. Now, if I was to buy that coconut cream, now I buy the one with the BPA-free lining, yeah. and it's organic, it's $3.20 at the shop. And for me to buy it in the co-op, it's $2.90. And then if I'm buying the coconut shred, it's $2.25. So I can for $2.25, I can make anywhere between, depending on the consistency of my cream, I can make anywhere from 500 mils to a litre yeah. of coconut cream at $2.25, whereas the best price I can get it for an actual tin, a 400 mil tin, is $2.90. Yeah. So that's a saving straight up. And because then you make your own coconut shred, you make your own coconut milk, then you put it back in the thermomix and blend it up or whatever blender thingy, the thermo thingy that you use, and it goes straight in the dehydrator and then it becomes your coconut flour yep. for everything else. So that cost of $2.25 has been even further stretched. Yep. I mean, that's just one example of and the reason why. coconut flour is expensive too. It is. Yeah. It is. And it's just, you don't even need a dehydrator. If you want, you can yep. just, you know, oven. have the oven turned down low and, and yep. sort of maybe even let the door ajar. So it just depends on your own oven. But it's... I find it's, 60 degrees in the oven. If I if I don't have a heap of stuff to put in the dehydrator, I don't bother. I just stick it in the oven on 60 degrees and it takes, you know, just during the day and by the by the evening it's cooked. Um, it's I have found that sometimes I don't even do the dehydrator. I just put yeah. it into Ziploc bags yeah. and I put it in the freezer and freeze it while it's wet. Oh. Because when you're using, like you're making it like an almond meal cake or, you know, like any of those really dense things and you've got to add a bit of coconut, that little bit of extra water in there really doesn't make a difference. And as yeah. long as it's stored in the freezer, yeah. the only problem is, you know, defrosting it and getting it out in bricks because it's kind of solid because of the water <laughs> content in it. So you've got to leave it sit on the bench for a little bit. But, yeah, yeah that's my, my thing is that the price and then it was also the convenience of not having to leave the houses regularly because I've yes. got a pantry there that I can rely on. And I found when I had little kids and a baby, it was so freeing to be able to just go to the freezer, grab the nuts or the coconut and make my own milk. I didn't have to go to the shop or mm. to, to grab out the rest, the ingredients for bread and I could, you know, quickly make a loaf of bread. I could quickly make something for snacks and I didn't have to go to the shop. Mm. That was so much easier. Yeah. So um, shall we talk about the basics of a co-op and then yes. we can get more into prices and all that type of stuff? Yes, let's do that. Okay, so obviously um, a lot of people will be new to co-ops and will wonder, well, we've already pretty much explained why to have one, haven't we? I mean, we you have. see already that you'd save a lot of money yeah. and that it's simpler. Um, so what if you don't have a co-op in your area or how do you find one? Mm, um, that's been a big thing on my Facebook page this week. That's right. That's what everyone says to me. Where can I find a co-op? There is, I did do a list ages ago on my Facebook page in the notes of co-ops all over Australia, but it's not updated at the moment. And my friend Lisa Corduff has started a group, I think it is, where you can post your co-op details. So we'll... We'll post that link oh, on good. the um, yeah. We can post that link on the um, wellness couch blurb. Yeah. Um, but 
also just go into my Facebook group or onto Leah's page and ask. Um, I'm looking for a co-op in this area and you'll oftentimes find people will pop up and say, oh, yep, there's one here. Mm -hmm. The only thing with co-ops is sometimes people start them with friends and they really want to keep them small because it is a lot of work. So you may find it hard to get into one, but it's easy enough to – if you've got ten friends um, or even five really – you can get together and start one yeah, and just have a small co-op that just you and your friends organize and, and it's simple. So we will talk about how to do that. Yes. So with those types of co-ops, you just contact a company uh, that usually does like a wholesale thing and do you just take, um, so you've got a, I, I don't know, you call them a coordinator and are they just the contact go-to person and they just set up the dates? Is that the way of, you know, delivering collection and those sorts of things? Is that yep. the general so, way it runs? Um, the one that I'm in, it's been going for at least 12 years. It's probably more than that, maybe 15 or more. The lady that started that one, she basically needed to change her diet for her husband's health and um, just began buying through – well, we buy through Demeter, which is the um, – the mill that supplies Honest to Goodness. So before before Honest to Goodness ever came about, there was Demeter. Okay. (laughs) So most people go through Honest to Goodness now for... Yeah, um, that's who I go through as well. Yeah, a lot of people go through them for co-op stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But we went went straight through the mill when they used to have a mill and um, started the co-op that way. And she basically um, gets a big price list from all different places now and it's all put together and we all you know send in our list of what we want and have it it's all added up and everything and there was actually a guy up here that created a program just for our co-op a computer program to add up all the orders and keep it all nice and neat are you serious i'm serious oh I, my I gosh have, i have asked him if he'd like to sell the program but he doesn't want to have to um you know do all the yeah and and people will want help and He's retired and he doesn't want to bother. So fair enough. But um, if you're really clever, maybe you could start some kind of spreadsheet program type thing. Okay, we all need to email one. Yes, and get him to start one. <laughs> yeah, because his day job is some sort of software design. Uh, IT. Yeah, software design. Yeah. 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 So we'll all email him and say, and scream at him and say, we, we need to make this easier. Program. Create a program, an yes. app. Yes. So anyway, all the orders go in and she always would collate them and make sure that it was all put together properly so that she knew how many bags of everything to order. Um, At first, we used to order great big, you know, 25 kilo bags of things and then everyone would go to the co-op dividing up day and we'd all take lots of scales and thermomixes to weigh with and um, divide up all the orders and it would take all day basically because, and it was messy and you'd, you'd end up with things missing and it was a lot of work. So we changed how we did that and basically now you order the amount that you want, so one kilo, five kilo, whatever, and it comes in those size bags. Mm-hmm. So if you want 25 kilos, that's fine. If you don't um, and you want the 25 kilo price, you're going to have to order you're going to have to order the 25 kilos and split it with your friends. So that's how we do it now. So we just divide up the bags. We don't take scales and measure out flour and nuts and seeds. Is and there stuff. much cost difference between the two? There's not too much cost difference. Like most of the time if you're getting 5 kilos of something, you're saving a fair bit. Mm. If obviously if you're getting 12.5 kilos, you're saving even more. So you can 
if you want to go with a couple of friends and do it that way. Okay. Um, but I wrote I, down at another price that yeah. I found really interesting and because we go through, we love chocolate here and lots of raw chocolate and love the cacao butter and we use it in, you know, the cakes and things like that as well. Yep. Now, if I bought, so we get the honest to goodness, if I went and bought a kilo of that, mm-hmm. it would be like $64 a kilo. Yes. But because I bought it in my bulk order and I bought five kilos of it, I got it at $23 a kilo. Yes. So it's quite a massive savings just on that one thing. But it's not always that grand a savings on every item or every line that comes through. But But that's why we only order three or four times a year and and have great big freezers because Mm. you do those big orders and if it's something that you're not going to use that much in in three or four months, then you divide it again with your friends. But um, I usually find if I order great big bags of things and just stick them in the freezer – um, I might not need to order again at the next co-op. I might not need to order everything, but I've gotten a really good price. And in the freezer, they'll last for a year, more, you know, a yeah. lot of things. It's not going to go off if it's in yeah, a freezer. But other things don't need to be kept in the freezer. So it depends where you live. If you're in a really dry area, like do you keep stuff in the freezer, Leah? No. I've got my little house has got um, a level that's cut in below the street. So I call that all downstairs is my larder because it's below ground. So it's quite cool. (laughs) Even during summer, it's probably maybe 20 degrees down there. Oh, wow. So it's, you know, like it's not freezing. It's not cold. But it keeps it cool and dry. Well, yeah, you know, like it's perfect for the eggs I'm storing for the week and everything's dry. And And that's the main thing. Um, Yeah. Up here in Funnel, Queensland, because it's so wet. In fact, it's pouring rain at the moment. We've got cyclones all around. And um, it, everything just goes mouldy. Like if you have quinoa sitting in a bag, within a month it will be all hairy and mouldy. Yeah. And weevils and moths. So we, I How just, do they get in the bag if the bag is because sealed? The seeds, that's always just Because me. there's always the um, weevil eggs on seeds and grains from out in the field. Really? Yeah, always. And when you freeze them, that kills the eggs. Or if you... Um, oh. Yeah, so if they're in the right environment, in a nice warm environment, they will hatch. If they're not, you know, if they're frozen, like what you can do is rotate your seeds and grains and things through the freezer. Yeah. So if you don't have a gigantic freezer, you can put them in sealed buckets put one lot in the freezer, leave it there for a month, you know, a few weeks or whatever, and then swap over to the other lot, and that will kill the eggs and you won't have you won't have any problem then. Because oh, I've only ever experienced weevils in my chook food. I used to oh, hate okay. that. Go and buy bags and bags of chook food. Especially organic. Yes. They're, they haven't been sprayed, so they're going to have those no. little eggs on there. I know that's probably freaking some people out, but it's just extra protein, right? Well, that's right. <laughs> But, and um, if you can't see it, it doesn't matter. No, that's right. Um, so we still have the mould problem here, though. So if we did that, we still have to be careful of mould. It might kill the weevils, but the mould's going to come if you're not careful. Mm. So, um, yeah, I just have a gigantic big chest freezer and put the whole bags in the bottom, the big bags, and then the smaller on top and, in, and, the, and the tiny things in the baskets on top. And I just find that's the best way for me to store things. It's safe and it's not going to get wrecked. Moldy. Okay. But um, 
I think I got off on a rabbit trail there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I like that. We were talking about Mulder Kingwa. Sarah's got a question. How did, what freight company do you use to get the co-ops to you? Like, is it a problem for people living remotely? Well, I don't know about way out west, but I know here, like, I mean, we're pretty out of the way here. And ours comes up from New South Wales. So what they do, if you've got an order of over $1,000 for the one that we order through, um, they send it to Brisbane for free on the train. And then we just have to freight it up from, from Brisbane and it comes up on pallets on the train. So basically you try and fill up pallet load if you can um, because it works out per pallet. There's a price. Yeah, okay. Um, and then you divide that between whoever's orders they are. And we end up paying about... Twenty cents or less per kilo. Sometimes it's like eleven cents per kilo freight from New South Wales to far north Queensland. That's great. Yeah. So I would find out about trains, and I would say that they would have something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what about GST? Have you ever found that you know something's had GST on it? We haven't had to do GST. I don't think. Have you, Leah? No, I, I don't. I just I order because buying, that's what I need. I don't even look at the end title figure anymore. It's just like, no, I'm sure it's a good price. Yeah. And then I just pay for it because I know it's the best I can do and I've got my community and, and I know we're a bigger buying group. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I can't remember actually even seeing a GST no, on the I've invoice. Never, I've never seen GST on the invoice. Okay. But you don't I've need one, to. Like, sorry? I've got, I've got an invoice here that I only just paid for my last – Order, so I'll just have a quick look. But yeah, um, and with do you want to talk about the ABNs as well? Well, I was going to ask you about it, but you're concentrating on something else. So I can do but I, I've never actually run a co-op. I've only been part of one. I've benefited from one, but not actually uh, established one. And I wanted to know: Do you have to be a business? Like, do you have to have an ABN, and do you have to collect GST and all those other things? No. You can no. do. You don't have to collect GST, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. um, you do have to have an ABN. Okay. So well, that's pretty um, easy to get hold of. Yeah, and most people in a co-op, there'll be someone with an ABN. Basically, we just we just use someone's ABN. But it's unless a lot of people start co-ops as a bit of a business, so tax. Well, that's what happened with Street Organics, wasn't it? It used to be Melbourne Street Co-op. Yes. That's how she, um, what was her name? Kristen Morrison. Kristen Morrison. She started as a co-op co because yeah. she'd written a book and she had people asking her, well, where do you get all these ingredients from? So she started a co-op to support them, which then turned into an actual shop front from that, from that co-op. There was still such a demand and, and there was so much growth there for her. Yeah. I'm not really sure about this tax thing. Um, the three... The three percent on my bill is what the organizer charges to do all the back, you know, the computer work and organizing and stuff. She charges three percent because we don't we don't run our co-op as a business. It's run yeah. as a community thing. So she only charges three percent on top of each order for putting it all together. Everything comes to her house. Some of the guys go and pick, like, drive down to Cairns and pick it all up on um, utes and trucks from the train station, which is mm -hmm. an hour and a half or so down. Yeah. Um, so that's all done as a community thing. It's not as a business. But a lot of people do run it as a business, and then mm. you would need to do GST and stuff, I suppose. Yeah. I think if it's an, if it's organised as a community, um, 
uh, what you know, it's not to make money. Uh, not for profit, then. Not for profit, thank you. Um, maybe that's the difference. Mm. I'm not completely sure about that, sorry. Well, that's but, all right. Yeah, I haven't. You don't, you don't have to know everything about everything, Jo. Oh, good, good. I won't hold you accountable. <laughs> but I do know you have to have ABN um, because most businesses need that for if you want to order wholesale, obviously. Yeah. 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 And how do they create orders? Like, obviously, um, your ordering system is a little bit different to mine. Mm-hmm. You've got someone that's done up some sort of program or spreadsheet. Well, yes, it's a, it, there's a spreadsheet. Usually, what they do if you're in a like I'm in a few different co-ops so I do know what different ones are like so co-ops just they well I used to be in a fruit and veggie one yeah. and then I've got my dry goods well how many other ones are there well um I'm in a loving earth co-op <laughs> which is just a group of maybe 10 friends that one of them got the ABN and ordered are you serious I could oh. be buying bulk sour cherries from loving oh, earth yes. in a co-op yep just get an ABN. Oh, them, no. Yeah, ask them for wholesale prices and oh. um, get a few people together. And I, I don't know what the minimum order is, but I'm sure they'd let you know. Yeah, I'd like $500 worth of Oh, Sarah series. reckons it's 250 That's easy. I can do that myself. I don't need a call. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, if you buy your raw cacao butter that way, like you said, it's so much cheaper. Okay. Um, and I buy one kilo bags of cacao powder and all that stuff. Anyway, yeah. um, then I'm also in one for nuts, seeds, dried fruit, that kind of thing. So that's the Trump's co-op. Yeah, and we use those so, somewhere in Brisbane. Yeah, Trump's is in Brisbane, but I think you can order from them from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be better ones for WA in places like that if you're, you know, that would be closer. I don't really know. Um, I've heard Two Brothers Online is a good one for WA. And there is um, bio bio distributors, I think it's called down south. So there's, a, I do have a list on my website um, that we can link to of different places that people have said they order from for their co-op. So we'll we'll um, post that as well. But um, Trumps is great if you're, you know, anywhere near Brisbane or or even, I I think anywhere on the east coast really. Um, so I get like insecticide-free almonds in uh, 12.5 kilo boxes and they work out, I think they work out to about $11 a kilo. Oh, wow, that's good. Yeah, and you can, I've gotten the organic ones as well sometimes when I can't get pesticide-free. Um, they're always more expensive, but it's still cheaper than buying them at the grocery store or whatever. Um, so what's the difference between pesticide-free and organic? Okay, there you go. There's a question for you, Leah. <laughs> yeah, what's the difference? Would you Sorry. would you recommend people get pesticide free, or would you rather? Well, it depends on the company. You've got to have faith in who your producers are, and with a company like Loving Earth, they're fairly transparent um, in where they're getting their stuff from. So. You know, like not everything, not every farmer can afford to go through the expense of being um, or qualifying as an organic farm. They still use uh, chemical-free or low-chemical practices and their product is still just as good, but they haven't gone that extra step. Or it could be that they're in that transition phase if they're switching over from... Yeah, six or seven years. So if they're switching over from an, you know, like a macadamia grower that used chemicals for so long, they've got that transition time where they're actually not using the the um, pesticides before they actually can apply for their certification. 
Uh, and there's different levels of certification and I'm still, like it's a hazy mess when it comes to, you know, certifications and I, like I'm not even sure about, we should do another one just on, certif- another podcast just on certifications, but you you know, the Australian organic is different to New Zealand, is different to the UDSA, which is the American one, and it's all of them are different and, okay. you know, there's loopholes within each as yeah. well. Um, so I sort of have a tendency to try and support the farmer that's trying to do the right thing. So yeah. if they're coming up through the ranks and that's going to encourage them to change more of their practices, then I'm quite happy to um, put my faith in them and buy the, the low chemical or the pesticide-free options. And they're cheaper anyway. And yeah. If you've got a family, that's what you're going to go for. That's right. So would it be better to buy, in a nutshell, it would be better to buy um, from an Australian company that was pesticide-free versus organic? I would, yes. especially just to save on like the green mice, you know, the, the transport from A to B. Yeah, I would much um, rather buy, you know, like you say, support an Australian farmer if possible. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, there is some great, like um, I've had the question, can you get Australian cashews, for instance? Yes, you can. There is Australian cashews grown here. Um, I know one of the options, I'll just quickly pop this in here, Um if you don't want to start a co-op and it's all too hard and you can't find one and you just want to order from somewhere and get bulk prices, there's heaps of options. And one of them is the Source Bulk Foods, which has um, an online store mm. and they sell heaps of Australian foods. So they've got the Australian cashews, almonds, all of that kind of thing. Um, so if you really want to make sure you're getting Australian and you want to get a good price, that is an option as well. Yeah, but you can even just log on to, you go to the, you know, the, what's that, honest to goodness, go there and you could sign up as a wholesaler and just buy for yourself and your immediate family, like your mum and your dad and your sisters or whoever, you've just got to put in a minimum order of $500. And if you're doing an order every six months and you've got facility to store that, then that $500 is going to go a long way anyway. Well, you're you're going to hit that mark fairly fairly early early when you're buying those bulk things anyway. Yeah, just because you can't help yourself, you're just like, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that. It's Christmas. It's putting in my Christmas stocking is, is how I feel. Every time I sit down to do a bulk oh, food. Yeah. And the thing is that you you do buy those things anyway at the shop because it's spread out in little bits. You don't realize how much you're spending. Yeah, that's right. You have no idea that you – it's so easy to spend $100 a week on that kind of stuff and that's – you know, you can be saving heaps if you buy it in bulk. Well, I think I saved about $800 on my last order. Wow. I know. It was a big order. I haven't done an order for such a long yeah, time. Yeah, my last and, one was big too because, I, yeah. because I'll have times where the bulk order comes up and because I don't eat all the grains now, I don't order as much. So no. sometimes the bulk order will come up and all I order is coconut oil and macadamia oil and that's it. Because we yeah. mostly, especially when we were just starting gaps, we were mostly living on broths, veggies, and um, eggs. <laughs> yeah, and I find it seasonal as well. Those yes. sort of, you know, kids want um, the more heavier foods over winter, yeah, so right. I have a tendency to use more of those staples yeah. as sides yeah. to sort of pad out things. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I ordered five kilos of Himalayan salt. Mm. I, I, you know, like I order my olive oh, oils and my yeah. coconut oils and avocado oil. All of those things I'm buying in five or ten litres, yep. salt, and then also the bicarb. Yep. This time round, I decided I was going to try their bicarb instead of going through blends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'll let, I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah. Um, but it was just such a good price. I was just like, yep, well, there you go. I'll just order that through there, see what it's like, and if it's no good, then I'll go back to blends and pay the freight. Yep. Not, not a problem. 
but we go through all those things just so regularly yeah. um, that it's quite easy to rack up a, a $500 order. Yes, it is very easy. Mm. So, Leah, you said about, um, you know, just overbuying. Has there been any other issues or problems that you've found with? Uh, yes. So sometimes um, I put the wrong number in and I order the wrong thing and then I've got like four or five kilos of quinoa and we don't eat quinoa because oh. that's a grain and it upsets our stomachs anyways. What am I going to do with it? So then it's like every time we get invited somewhere, I make something made out of quinoa to get rid of it. And even though we're not using it, it's like I'm putting it in the salads and I'm yeah. making it into flowers and I'm doing that sort of stuff or I'm giving it away. Yeah, so my issue is I, sometimes I order the wrong thing. Yeah. They haven't, I've never had a problem where they sent me the wrong thing. But when you're cutting and pasting, it, well, in the system that I've got going at the moment and previously, I'd cut the, um, out of the spreadsheet, I'd, I'd chop and change what I wanted and that was the order code and I'd just cut the wrong one out. You, you know, after staring at a spreadsheet yeah. for, you know, like an hour or so dribbling over all the good stuff, you start to go a little cross-eyed. So I've made a few of those mistakes. Another thing is you need to look into it too. Sometimes you think that you're ordering something organic and you're not like you were saying before but I ordered from Trump's once and not long ago I ordered five kilos or something of the shredded coconut and when it came I found out it had 202 in it and I usually order the organic one so somehow I got in the wrong one and being in a rush as usual um, I didn't actually want to use that one because it had the preservatives in it so um, you do have to be careful sometimes on a spreadsheet for a co-op it doesn't have a lot of details and if you're not sure just check with the company Mm. Our co-op that I'm in at the moment, they've got a Facebook group. Oh, good. So you um, do your co-op order through a creative spreadsheet and you email it back into them. But if you've got any questions, you can just either jump back online because it's just an honest to goodness one. You can jump online and check it out there. Yeah. Or because they've got their little closed Facebook group, we can jump in there and just write little notes. And, and also they were doing some sharing in there. So someone, I, I bought five kilos of dates. You know, like we go through four dates a week. Why I bought a five kilo box, I have no idea. It was just such a good price. So yeah. everyone's getting fresh dates for in, Easter. Huh? No one's getting Easter eggs. Everyone's going to oh, get a nice funny. little bit of that uh, biodegradable cellophane with a bit of, you know, something on the top, and it's just going to be dates. Yeah. Um, you can fill them, <laughs> so that, fill them with nut nice. butter. Then it's like a real present. <laughs> I suppose I could. Oh, yeah. um, oh, I'm going to have to go stalking your page again. Oh, I just love um, homemade nut butter squished into raw dates. It's like the best treat ever. Oh, well, maybe I can do that. Yeah. That's, I'm so glad we have these conversations. I'm just writing this down at the moment. So, yes, that's what everyone's going to get for Easter now. Oh, hopefully um, they're not listening or they'll know. No, well, that's fine. But then, so I did my order and I didn't even think because it just said one. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, one box, whatever. So I put that on there. Like I knew that it was going to be one large box. But then a few days later I saw some people going, oh, I'm going to buy this box. Do you want to share it with me? I never even thought that I'd – because I've never split orders or boxes oh. or, or anything like that. So like as you were saying before, Joe, that you would go and divide it all up and measure yeah. it all out. These clever chickens online here – I've worked out, well, I only want this much and you want that much, so let's share a bag of that new order. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyway, I've done my Easter shopping, so pat on the back and now I know exactly what I'm doing with it. I'm in front of Easter, so you see you're a step ahead of me. (laughs) (laughs) So um, when you order through a co-op, probably be careful, like we were saying, be careful with what you order that you don't overdo it. Because when you first start, it's really easy to get very excited and go crazy. And so what I've 
what I usually recommend people to do when they're new at this, just get a couple of kilos of, or, or even just half a kilo if you're not sure if you'll use it or one kilo. And then if it's something you know you use a lot, go ahead and get, you know, five kilos or whatever. And then you'll have a better idea when the next co-op order comes around of how much you need. It's better to under order than over order because it is, unless you've got really good storage facilities like a big freezer or a cold room, um, yeah, because I just had so much waste that first time and it's expensive if you do that. <laughs> You're not actually saving anything if you do that. Typically, oh. how often do you run them? Ours are, ours are four times a year quarterly. I get quarterly. Yeah, yeah. mine's every three, three months, months, I think. Yeah, same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Well, with I'm the so embarrassed Earth, right now. Oh, oh I did see. darling. No, mm-hmm. with the Loving Earth one, it's pretty much whenever, whenever we mm-hmm. feel like we need more chocolate. No. <laughs> yeah, but that's just if you're in part of a co-op. If you then decide to go and just set up your own wholesaler account and order them, you know, the minimum buy or whatever it is, you can order that as regularly as you need to. That's right, yeah. And with you, Sarah, because you'll be, you might be on your own to start with. That yeah. might be how you do it, just... Um, order through one of these places. So with um, Honest to Goodness and those companies, so they have a minimum amount and a minimum yearly order, if that makes sense, like a... I think it's just a minimum amount. I think it's just per order. It doesn't matter how many times you order a year as long as you go over that 500 or the 250 or whatever it is. Okay. Which is so easy to do. (laughs) And, um, you know, some people start off like I said start off small and the group just grows and grows ours is over 100 people now in our main co-op and so we're not taking any more at the moment because it's just it gets too out of hand Um, and we've had to change the way that we do it over the years so that it works out on the dividing up day so I'll just explain that Um, we used to have everybody who could come and help divide up but you'd find that things would get mixed up and things would get lost because there was too many hands you know what I mean? Um, so now it's pretty much we have, for our area, we have people in charge of groups. So um, like each suburb basically has someone in charge and that person comes and helps divide up with maybe one helper. So you end up with maybe 15 or 20 people instead of 100. And then once they've divided up the order for their area, they take it back to their house and then those people in that area come and pick up from them. So that's what's worked out better for us um, in a big group. Obviously, if you don't have a gigantic co-op, you don't have to worry about that. But just oh, man, you guys need to do like the Melinda Acid and ebook of co-ops or something. Oh, I know. Reinhild is the lady in charge of ours. She's she's just so knowledgeable. She needs to write oh, something wow. about it. Oh, she does. Yeah, but she's been doing it for so many years. Okay, how do people pay? Like if you're obviously if you're doing just a like a bulk order as a wholesaler, you pay directly to the company through your or what through um, whatever system that you're using, whether it's an online thing and you're using a credit card or over the phone with Trumps or yeah. however they do it. But when you're part of a co-op, how do you, how do you do it, Joe? Like what because the ours payment is, method? Because ours is a community co-op, there's a lot of trust involved. Um, we used to just pay on the day when we picked up. But now that it's gotten so big, we pay um, as soon as our orders are collated and we get sent our price, we, we've got two days to pay and we just do a direct deposit into the lady's account and then she pays. So she get, I think she gets a 30-day account with the mm-hmm. company, but um, 
you know, it's it's not really fair to leave her hanging. <laughs> no, so, I think that's the same way that mine is. Yeah. So I send off my order, I get my invoice, this is how much you owe, and then yeah, I just do and a then once all the payments are in, then they can, And if you miss out on the payment time, like the cutoff date, then you might miss your order. And I think that's only fair because, um, you know, it's it's better to have the money up front for the person ordering everything. It's it's a lot of money. So it would be with like 100 people there. Oh, it's thousands. So it's really the only way that we can do it is pay up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would be a huge cost for her, a huge financial burden for her to carry yes. and just the worry that people weren't going to pay up. Yes. Well, that, that would be a concern to me as well. Yeah, but obviously if you've just got a few friends like, five of you or something you might go um well when the bill comes you've got so many days to pay it you might do it that way i don't know but um i would be really wary of not getting upfront payments because even i mean even myself i get busy and i forget to pay bills and it's not that i'm not going to pay them it's just i forget and people do that that's life so it's better to have a cut off date and have it paid up front okay well, that's cool. Hey, something else I saw in my stalkings before, you know, we press record today was that um, you could actually have, you could actually have a wholesaler account and you could buy your bulk goods and then you could take them to the markets and service the market. So not only could you be servicing for the people that want to start a co-op as a business, they could be having their own co-op within their community and then they could also be doing, say, like the, the Sunday markets and have, you know, the one or two kilo bags in their area and maybe even sell the surplus. Or if it's, a you know, like a big buy and you're buying a whole case, you might have six or ten kilos of, of one kilo bags left over. You could always go to the markets and then sell them off yeah. that way as well. And then that would bring in more interest into what you were doing as far as community co-op. And I'm not sure how that would work with tax if you're making a profit on it, though. Well, that's right. I'm, I'm not sure either, but if it was a business, then yeah, if it's like business, it would be a completely different thing. That's but right, yeah. And there is a lot of people that do it as a business because it's it's still helping. Even if they make that bit of a markup on it, it's still really helping people to save money. So Well, at the end of the day, if they're just putting enough markup to even cover their own grocery costs, yeah. then you, they're pretty much eating for free. Yeah. That would be an amazing intention to be able to set up and just and do that. That's right. I mean, I, I just love the like the community co-op idea that we're in. It depends on everyone pitching in and helping. So if you're not like if your friends are all way too busy, and no one really has time for on the weekends for mucking about with a co-op, and they just don't want to do it, and they'd rather pay say ten percent on their order to get someone else to do it, then that is an option. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, something else. I've never run across it, but what happens? Have you ever had a faulty item or something oh, that you weren't happy with? Like have you yeah. ever had short dating on, on bulk goods or no. something that was damaged in some way or that you just weren't happy with? We've never had short dating. We've had maybe like a bag split or something like that or, um, the, you know, the wrong one came, the wrong type of thing came, but that's pretty rare. They're usually really good, we've found. Um, and we've just had to, you know, send it back and get something swapped or something, and it's not a big deal. Okay, so that's, that's fairly easy to do there. Yeah. Excellent. If it's out uh, of stock. If it's out of stock, usually it just you just don't get anything. Um, now and then companies will do a back order. Um, like, for instance, with the Australian pesticide-free almonds, we can get that t- two orders a year for our quarterly 
um, orders, but one or two of them, it'll be out of season and they won't have any left. So that's just too bad. So I'll usually buy the organic ones once it gets to that stage. And the organic ones are probably from overseas. I can't remember at the moment. Um, but I just don't buy as many because I think, well, I'll just sort of make do until the Australian ones are back. <laughs> do they refund you or let you know what? Oh, you just don't. Oh, yeah. So you group um, with ours because we get the payments up front. If they actually find out what's in stock before they order um, and let us know if anything's going to be either back ordered or we can't get it. Um, but if anything came up at the last minute that we couldn't get, then they work out refunds and stuff through the group. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, my, my question is, in the last couple of podcasts, we've been talking about community sustained agriculture projects. Yes. Um, how is that different? Because you're lucky enough you've got your co-ops going and you've got that going. I haven't found one here. I've got to go to the farmer's markets in order to get my my things. I'm sure there's something here. I just haven't found it yet. Yeah, I've had um, a few. How is that different? Is Or is it the same but just with local projects? Okay, so a community-supported agriculture group is also known as CSA. So what they do is... Um, it's kind of it's another community thing where a group of volunteers goes around to the farms, the local farms, and picks up um, enough, you know, produce from all these different farms to fill the boxes of orders. And every week or fortnight or month, however often you want to order, you get a box full of whatever's in season, local, um, fresh. It's just. Okay, so you don't get to pick it. No, they not, pick not it. That's what you've got. Not with our CSA. I know a lot of them, um, like in the big cities and stuff, you can pick. But where we are, no, you just get whatever's local, whatever's in season. And it's great because it makes you really creative. You've got, you, you look in your box and you go, oh, what's this? How am I going to use that? And we have a um, Facebook page and we have a newsletter and they'll give you tips for how to use different things when they come in your box. And they'll sometimes be recipes and. Um, you know, it'll tell you a bit about the farmer, um, where where they are, what they're doing, and it's great because it's really it's again getting to know your farmer, getting to support them so that they're getting good prices for their produce. Um, a lot of the farmers that sell to supermarkets really aren't making much from their produce at all, whereas if you do it this way, you're sort of cutting out the middleman a bit, um, and and it's so much fresher. Do they use the seconds in this, you know, the CSA boxes? Because I know the best stuff all goes off to, um, say, Woolworths or Coles. But yeah, now you know, having those... get something free in there or um, some extra stuff because some of it's seconds. It's getting soft and overripe. But yeah, it's got it's a mark on it. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. just it's not um, the fancy, beautiful things sometimes. But that doesn't ever bother me. Yeah, well, it doesn't bother me either. No. No, I'd much prefer the, the interesting item than the, yeah. the other one. You know, like especially when we get the bags of carrots. Yeah. Just from our place, it's if we have to buy the, buy the plain old boring ones and the actual, you know, like when you buy them and they yeah. come in the one kilo pre-pack, if they've got no juicing carrots and we've got to get those, they're boring. But if you get the other ones, the juicing carrots that are all gnarly, the kids end up playing with them and turning them into things. <laughs> That's cute. Well, it's a, it's also the entertainment then, isn't yeah, it? That's right, it is. It's toys. It's and toys. It is. And, yeah, that's good. And they're going to eat more of them because they're playing with them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
But, yeah, with the CSA, um, I have been in a co-op for veggies and fruit before that comes up from Brisbane to far north Queensland from the organic markets and you um, just order. So you pretty much have to order boxfuls and divide it. So you get a box full of apples, a box full of broccoli, and you just divide it all. Um, and I actually prefer the CSA. It's not always organic, but it is local and fresh and you don't have the food miles again. Um it is nice to be able to get a bit of both if you can, obviously, because sometimes you just can't get things locally that are organic. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, there's pros and cons for both. So you can do a co-op for things that aren't dry goods. Yeah, well. so you can do um, fresh things as well. Probably um, out west, I'm not really sure how that works with um, – I think I know people living up in the Cape, they get the the aeroplane comes with the fresh produce, what is it, once a week or once a fortnight or something like that, and you could order mm-hmm. fresh stuff in. There's a company, hold on, I've got to see it back. I'm just going to play with my outside. Oh, no. Put that back in. <laughs> Is it better? Oh, there's no feedback. Oh, you know how when you're talking, yeah. you're talking to yourself in your ear and you can only hear yourself and, yes. yeah. Yeah, that was messing with my head. Okay, good. I'm glad okay. you're messed up enough. Um, <laughs> so when we were living in Brisbane, we were we had um, quality or quality organics, I think it was called, and they did the dry goods yep. and the fresh goods, and then they did the deodorants and the personal care products yep. and, and all the other stuff as well. You yeah, know, like toilet the toilet paper. suits. The, yeah, all yep. of that stuff. The cleaning, the dog food. Yep. They even had. You know, chicken frames and, and bones and yeah, meat products that. as well. Yeah. Honey. Yeah, they had everything. That was that was very cool. It was a little more expensive though. Yeah. Some of it is. But if you're like especially if you're living out west or something, it's so handy. Um, but yeah. where yeah, I get some of that kind of stuff like shampoo and things like that, um, detergents. I get some of that through the co op mm-hmm. and just try out different things. Um, because it's good price, you know, and it's organic. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's just so much that you can actually buy in bulk, and I think that's the thing that people think buying in bulk is just grains, seeds, nuts, and they don't realise that you can pretty much buy anything in bulk and save heap of money. <laughs> you could almost be a shut-in and never have to leave the house. I know. Just oh. listen to podcasts all day. Well, <laughs> You could. I've run out of ironing, though. I only get to podcast and iron at the same time. I don't iron. You don't iron? No. I wish I didn't iron. <laughs> I, w- I really do. I wish I didn't have to iron. <laughs> it's ingrained in me. Oh. Dear, oh, dear. I don't, my mum my failed with me in the ironing department. No. <laughs> oh, no. My nana, she was a demon with the ironing board. So I picked that up. I've, I've taken that on and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make um, Nana proud. She's looking down on me. I do let my kids iron their own clothes, so they do that. Yeah, no, Gabriel, no, he's just not ready for ironing, although I haven't been letting him cook at the moment, so that's, you know, like we're stepping up the responsibility. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah. Can you think of any more questions, Sarah? No, that's a pretty good overview. Okay. Oh, excellent. Anything else, Leah? I think we should Not at this point, but, you know, I'll, in 10 minutes' time, I'll do the forehead slap with my palm and I'll go, oh, I was going to ask that. Oh, that would have been such a good question. <laughs>
<laughs> I haven't got one at the moment. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered it, but um, I will link to some of my notes on my blog about how to start a co-op because if you want to start a group co-op or you're looking for places to order from. And Leah, have you got anything that you want to link to? We can just put it all in the notes on the um, Wellness Couch website. Not really. It was more of a pick your brain thing okay. than pick my brain because I haven't got anything. I haven't got any, you know, posts yeah. or any blogs or anything that's actually made up. Yours is all ready to go. Okay. Sure. And I've only just found yours. Okay. And it was funny. I was doing a search and then I'm just like, oh, co-ops in blah, blah, blah. And then yours comes up on the first thing and I'm like, oh, Joe's got one. Click on that. That's exactly what I was looking for. I could just run you an ass. and then that. I Oh, my gosh. It's always the last thing you do, isn't it? Isn't it? The most reasonable explanation is always the last thing I do. Oh, yeah, I wish too. I had just that, that vision to, you know, put that thing into, into um, yeah. Well, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. You know, I yeah. always do the most sensible thing last and I only do it when everything else is falling apart. It's that's just, human like, nature, why? isn't it? Oh, but some people like Jersey that was on, we had a podcast with Jersey the other week, she can see all those issues and problems and she always comes with the, with the most logical thing first and I'm sure that Samantha Bullock is the same. Oh, definitely. She would be. She's so yeah. organised. Yeah, it's like they're unflappable. That's why we get on so well, Leah. We're too similar. <laughs> we're stuck to each other oh and we can drown together and wallow in our mess it's fine we understand each other it's good good it's a beautiful mess it is <laughs> all right well thank you everyone for listening i think we've if we have if you have any more questions about co-ops please feel free to post them on our facebook pages and we'll try to get back to you and thank you for listening into a quirky journey we hope that you enjoyed it and are finding it helpful and thank you, Sarah, for being ambushed. Thank you, Sarah. At the last minute, yes, thank you for five minutes notice. I think maybe it helps Sarah. Hopefully it helps Sarah. Yeah, that was excellent. Good. And if anyone would like to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, that would be really good. And especially it would be very awesome if you gave us a five-star rating <laughs> because then other people will find our podcast. Um, and also check out thewellnesscouch.com because they have a really big range of podcasts and they seem to be having new channels popping on there every day. So um, keep working on making some changes in your health and in your lives and we'll be back to share more of our journeys with you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks, Leah. Thanks, Thanks Sarah. Bye. Bye. Love Bye. you guys. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.